Yo, this is Leo. You're now listening to an Unaccepted Podcast. Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And this is not us doing this for the second time. Right? I mean, for all anybody else knows, right? I guess. (laughs) It actually is us doing it for the second time. We had some technical difficulties, and halfway through the episode, I caught it. (laughs) Right. Right what? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. So, we're re-recording this. We'll try this again, and uh, hopefully the quality is going to stay good this time. I hope so. Let's hope so. But with that, Manny, let's kick into our first uh, anime updates, buddy. Uh, Just one update, honestly. Uh, This is actually a pretty big show for almost anybody that knows is it is called Overlord, uh, your typical isekai genre. If anybody doesn't know what isekai is, just basically transport or reincarnate into another world. Usually it goes down towards like fantasy anime genre style. Where you get like teleported into like... A, another world. Another world, but like like medieval style. Which is the which is the kind of like the majority. Uh, well, I'd say so. I mean... It, in general, it's always a fantasy world, and for, mm. as a general genre itself, fantasy world is almost medieval times. Yeah, yeah. I guess time wise based, you know. Yeah, but this one gets kind of dark, honestly, especially since he transported as like a demon lord, basically, or just basically a god I mean, at this point. I mean, a lot of them transport as demon lords too. <laughs> but this one kind of stands out more to me more. Really? How yeah. so? Ah, uh, I mean. Most of the time, they'll just like come back as like a, as like another human or just like super overpowered and stuff. I mean, this one, yeah, he came out overpowered, but he came back as like a, an elder lich. Yes, true. I haven't seen any other uh, isekais where he they come out as like an elder lich, which is very powerful and very scary to face in those types types of fantasy worlds. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean. That kind of also lends to a side that it's not as challenging or difficult mm-hmm. for the pro- protagonist, though. Yeah. Versus yeah. like being reincarnated as a slime. Mm. <laughs> That's a good show, though. That's a good that show. Was, it was a clever twist. I really liked the way they pulled that off. Did you finish the second season? Yes. Did you like it? I loved it. Dude, when he pulled out that primor- primordial demon and when the guy finally found out who he was... I was like, oh shit, this guy's bigger than he is, and then we think he is. Oh yeah. No, I, I loved I love the way they kind of went with that show because kind of like what you said, you know, this guy got reincarnated as something even more powerful than human, you yeah. know? Versus on they went Even through. though slimes are considered the weakest the weakest. Yeah, they kind of went the whole opposite direction mm-hmm. of that. So I thought that was kind of a fun way to watch it too. Yeah. Quick fact though, the primordial demon, the one that he later named Diablo. There's actually seven primordial demons in the lore, so he's one of the seven. Okay, so hopefully there's some more continuations of that one to come, right? Possibly. We don't know, but it's going to be very interesting. I mean, I want to see more about what's going on with Milam. I think she's maybe just being like like brainwashed or just like used as a puppet now. Probably. I, I think so as well. Yeah. But uh, going back to Overlord. Overlord, is yeah. So we've already had f- three seasons. And now we are entering with the announcement of a fourth season installment. And also a movie a movie as well. Nice. So it's going to be interesting. My guess is it's going to be first the fourth season. And then maybe if there's like, if it still keeps going off, 
I'm kind of thinking like this might be a similar situation we've been seeing where they'll just have a movie just to finish off the entire series. Yeah, kind of like a final goodbye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, with the you know that kind of business model, if it's successful for other ones, everybody else is going to follow suit. Oh, definitely. So that's more than likely what we're going to end up seeing for mm. sure. But hopefully, um, they take advantage that you know that they're kind of putting this timeline on themselves and stamping it at the end with a movie, mm-hmm. so they can keep the storyline a little bit faster. Because there's a couple a uh, couple arcs in Overlord where I kind of glaze over for a bit. <laughs> like which ones? Uh, the Lizard Man arc. Uh, okay, yeah, I agree with that one. That one was actually really boring. Yeah. I, I get that they were just trying to, like, recruit a, a nation of people into their dominion and everything, but it was really boring. Yeah, I think if they would have kind of had the Lizard Man on his team and then let us, I guess, like the Lizard Man and then do a backstory later on... Mm-hmm. Maybe I would have been, I would have cared more enough to pay attention. <laughs> I mean, in a lot of these underlings for Einzal Ghul, um, we've seen them to be very interesting. But for the Beetle Guy, Croctus, I've especially with this arc, it was he was very boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't fun. I, like I said, the other ones, like they, we see some interesting things about them, but this one was just really boring. Yeah. Well, the the what is his name? The Beetle Croctus. If I'm Croctus, if I'm correct. It starts with a C or yeah. K, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So his character itself isn't the most comical or entertaining on its own anyways. He's I, pretty I, serious. It, it's more like just serious and just straightforward. Yeah, so you combine that with like a group that is also not very funny. <laughs> it just I glazed over most of that. I mm-hmm. think I think just because I did like the series, I went back and watched it again to try to understand what was happening because i kept catching myself like not paying attention Mm -hmm. it lost me a couple times another one was like the the whole village and like the goblins and everything it was interesting but it was kind of a bit boring as well yeah 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 i think i also get like he was trying trying to like build like a separate base outside of his dominion and like just keep tabs on them to see how successful they can get on their own especially yeah but i don't know it it the writers make you think that we care about them more than they <laughs> more than they though think. that horn when she blew to summon that goblin army that threw me off so bad right there i was like how the hell did this horn summon this shit like even the main character was like what the fuck did i just give her yeah but i mean that was like the only peak of the whole entire yeah, arc you know what was. i mean the, the rest of the time i was just kind of like this is real okay let's go let's move it <laughs> But you know, I'm I'm excited to see another season. It's still entertaining. Like I said, maybe some people are starting to think that genre is getting played out. But I enjoy watching. Mm-hmm. I really do enjoy watching them. And I just want to hear like more openings with uh, Myth and Roid because they've been doing a very good job on like all these opening songs that they've been making for these animes. Um, they've done Ray Zero, of course, Overlord, and quite a few others. I'm trying to catch my brain around what other series they've done. But I I've been a bit I became a fan of them. Okay, cool. I don't think I pay enough attention to the music side of it. That's because you're just on your phone when it happens. It, keep my attention. <laughs> keep my attention, or I go back to the phone. That's it. <laughs> but 
like I said, I enjoy watching them, so we'll we'll see. I'm glad for the next season coming. Yeah, and another thing that's really interesting, um, Resident Evil Eight just came out. Okay, the Village. I purchased it a few days ago, so I've had it pre-installed into my PS4. I've not got the chance to play it yet, just like so busy and like my body tired, especially with my back all fucked up and everything. So I just like I get more sleep because my body just like wants to rest from all this pain that I have right now. Which reminds me, I'm going to have to ask for some Advil later on. I got you. But yeah, I mean, I'm really excited. I actually tried to play a little bit of Resident Evil 7 Biohazard a little bit. Because it follows up from the main character of Biohazard to this one. So, but only got a little bit in because, again, just tired. Yeah. So, I'm really excited to play it, especially with seeing Big Titty Mommy. Lady, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lady Dimitrescu. Okay. <laughs> that big vampire tall girl that everybody's like doing fan art about from the game. You know, I don't think I've seen any of the fan art yet. I mean, you've probably seen the character, just not the fan art. Probably. Probably. Yeah. So when, I remember when like the creators and the directors and all the producers, when they had like a conference about the game, they actually had a plea to the people list, uh, watching the conference, don't look at fan art of their character, please. They, <laughs> they, again, they, they never thought that this character would draw so much attention. But also, they didn't like the whole perverted attention that it got to as well. <laughs> which they should have expected, which I'm kind of also thinking they knew it's going to happen anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking it up, and you know what? To be honest, I have not seen this character. Really? Like, none of the fan Wait, art, none of the anything. Let me, let me see, just to make sure you're looking at the right character. Yeah, that's her. Okay. I mean, I clicked it in, and it pretty much Google auto-filled. It mm. knew what I was looking for. Okay, okay. <laughs> But no, I don't think I've actually seen any of it. But uh, yeah, the fan art's a little bit interesting. I think she's like about maybe two or three feet taller than the tallest person in the world, in actual world right now. In the in-game specs. Okay, in-game specs. Yeah. That explains all these weird, awkward memes of grown men looking like little boys next to her. Yes. That, yeah, okay, it's a little bit weird. It's getting a little bit weird. I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop right there before my search history gets destroyed forever. Okay, listeners, later on after this, he's going to look it up. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm excited to play this game. I'll probably try again tonight if I'm not too tired, honestly, but we'll have to see. All right. <laughs> Well, with that, let's uh, roll into some headlines, Manny. Yeah, so I got one unexpected headline, and that is, are takeovers actually funded? Are they funded? So we just uh, so there's been a recent video that just surf- uh, surfaced that happened over this weekend, apparently, and I think it actually happened this over this weekend. But it, what we look to see is a takeover happening. I think they didn't give any details of where the location happened, but I'm going to assume it's L.A., honestly. <laughs> <laughs> okay or just so i mean it happens everywhere but <clears throat> so we see this g this infinity doing burnouts and donuts and it's i guess always he, a vq i know i know that's the shitty part. always a vq he, i'm sorry guys but fuck <laughs> and and in the video he he is seeing that he's doing a donut and clips a car that was part of the takeover show and the owner of the car that got clipped and all of his friends, and apparently he had a big crowd with him, all ganged up on the on the Infinity car. Okay. 
So when they ganged up on him, they destroyed like the windshield, bunch of other stuff on the car and everything. Yeah, they, they, they jump went, on it like wild animals. And, yeah. Yeah. And the dude was just trying so hard to escape that he was like crashing into the crowds. I think he ran over one person. You just see that body dragging as he's trying to pull forward Jeez. and stuff. And yeah, finally he escaped, but then police were like surrounding the car and they were pushing everybody away. And just trying to like get the situation control so they can get towards the car to see where the owner is and everything. And next, you know, there's a GoFundMe page for the car. Which car? For the Infinity. The one that got thrashed yeah. by the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like a little trend that I've been noticing that all these cars that I've been seeing getting trashed or wrecked in takeovers, you just see GoFundMe pages pop up every now and then just for them. And so I've been having this like little question in my mind, are the same people in the takeover scene helping and funding these cars that get wrecked so they can continue doing their thing? You know, that's a good question. And with that question, and since I've shared this post on my Instagram uh, stories, I've had a lot of people like respond to like, oh, like, oh this dude's a clown. And like, yeah, uh, like any person that takes part in a takeover to me is just a clown. It's just a straight clown. And I've asked, and I told them the same question that I was, and most of them kind of like pinpointed, I, they kind of do believe that this shit's all funded within themselves. Really? From, uh, with their opinions and everything. Okay. Well, we, you have the link to the GoFundMe? It's like a screenshot. It doesn't give a link. It's like a screenshot? People just find the screenshot, uh, find the, the page, the campaign, and they just screenshot a screenshot, and then they just shout it out like, uh, like, basically talking shit on the dude for like you get what you deserve dude i don't know why you, yeah like, i wonder if we can hunt that down save the link as a bookmark and see the and funding monitor, goal yeah monitor, monitor it yeah. exactly monitor it and see the funding goal see if they actually do help fund these clowns mm-hmm. i you know i feel like i kind of doubt it just because the scene itself and everything about it is so selfish and me 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 oriented and you mm-hmm. know what i mean like I really doubt they're going to come together and band together as a community to help them out. But it's an interesting thought, no? Um, You know, I don't know. Like it, I said, I've been seeing this trend of just seeing GoFundMe pages for these takeover guys, but I never actually monitor them, monitor them to see if they're like they're actually getting like funds, like people donating money and stuff. Yeah, you know, I guess from my side of it, I just see them as pretty much trash broke boys mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't see them having the spare change to go and throw at a homie that got their shit fucked yeah, up yeah true i mean half of them fucked the car up themselves anyway yeah <laughs> and they like taking like like a rite of passage i would say yeah you mean half of them probably posted the video and go oh look at homie's car got yeah. fucked up you know like i don't see it personally i just don't see it happening mm-hmm but who knows? Maybe we maybe this is something we can kind of like monitor and see where it goes. So yeah, we'll like I said, digging. it's it's been a big question that's been lingering me, lingering in my mind after seeing it so much happen over the time so far. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested to know, but I guess my opinion of them is so small, I just really doubt it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're a very small community, but at the same time, they probably give like the most impact towards the car community in the most negative way. Well, yeah, dude, it's 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 always the loudest ones that are heard the most. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're seen the most because they're always fucking it up and just being loud. They're out for the attention. That's all it is for is just yeah. for the gram and attention. 
And especially all the people that actually stand in the way of the cars just to get hit for attention. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I don't know how to justify that. Uh, you'll just see like one guy just randomly just waiting for the car to slide and hit him. And then he gets up and like parades around and shit. Like, it's like, are you really that like proud of that moment? Or like, what, like, yep. Darwinism award. <laughs> I mean, it just reminds me of like jackass at that point. Could be. It could be. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I like I said, I kinda doubt they get any funding or from the community at mm-hmm. all, but let's hunt it down. Let's keep mm-hmm. an eye on it. I'll make a note in the notebook. Okay. But uh what's our next headline, Manny? Alrighty, so we have the car billboard. Oh yes. <laughs> so the car billboard. It- is this like an actual billboard with like a car on top of it or what's this what's this about? No, no, no. So, you know, you hunt the rumors, right? You hunt the rumors and, and we try to gauge what's happening in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Uh kind of like our story we did with the BMW subscription services. Mm-hmm. You know, all cars going out fully packaged and you know, you're gonna pay a monthly subscription for your heated seats, bro. Yes. So this is actually a patent that was registered uh, by Ford, and I'm assuming it's going to go towards their newer vehicles because obviously they're going to have to implement integrate this technology. But it's basically going to give you in-car screen advertisements when you drive by particular billboards, like a screen on the interface, a screen on your infotainment. Oh, that's stupid, is right? <laughs> and I can guarantee you they're going to try to bankroll on this shit, like to have like a separate option. Oh. Opt out to ads, pay this much money. Yeah, they're going to add a subscription service to buy your car ad-free. And you know what I mean? Ads over, you know, as technology progresses and everybody doesn't want to see ads, you know. That's why TV got phased out in favor of Netflix and Hulu and you know what I mean? Like That's why I pay for premium on YouTube and Spotify. Yeah, so it's like everything we kind of get into... It's the market showing that we will pay not to see these fucking ads. Yes. And these advertisers get cre- more creative and more creative and find new little ways to sneak and slip by everything, right? Yes. Social media advertising. They partner up with Facebook. They partner up with all these things to slip and target media ads towards you with Google. And I think the worst one is Snapchat. I mean, kind of like with IG stories, like after you like flip through a few of your friends' IG stories... You'll get like a random ad and you can still skip it. Yeah. On Snapchat, you can't skip it. You have to watch it before you can skip it. It's it, it, <laughs> I, I hate that shit. Well, I mean, that's that's what I mean. They're finding new ways to slip in. Mm-hmm. So this seems like, you know, as the push towards electric, the push towards autonomous driving, the push towards taking our cars and turning them into like these transportation appliances. Mm-hmm your convenient cell phone that does everything right i feel like they're gonna push towards hey will it's driving on its own you're gonna get push notification ads as you drive down the fucking highway and pass these billboards and ford's gonna try to make a killing on it and uh to that i think we gotta make sure we say a big loud uh fuck you <laughs> a la verga like that it has to be the worst fucking thing they could possibly do. Just imagine like 
like you have your group of friends just like all jamming out to a song and just pass by a billboard and, like, and gets interrupted. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, see, I don't know if it'll interrupt, no. have audio. For okay, all we okay. know, it's just visual. Here's a, here's a quick question. Is this when you're using the radio or what if you're using a Bluetooth device like your phone? We do not know. This is just a patent. Because that would be super shitty if you're like Bluetooth using your Spotify on your phone. And you get an ad even though you have Spotify Premium. Yeah, I am not sure. Like I said, this is just a patent that they're submitting. So it's an idea brewing and they're trying to lock it down before somebody else does, basically. Granted, I mean, we already get ads on radio stations, but it's still... Yeah, no, it's just the point that what will deter me more from buying a fucking brand new car than built-in equipment for advertisements? (laughs) Hell no. This is the worst idea they could have come up with. Do you think this is like their way of trying to like stop people from like breaking into cars and stealing radios? <laughs> no one's going to want a radio that gives you ads. I mean, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a really shitty idea. Um, I mean, obviously, it's not like our opinion is going to make a huge difference or anybody from Ford significantly is going to hear this. But I think we should all just tweet, and anybody listening, just tweet at Ford with a middle finger. (laughs) Hashtag no ads. But, uh, yeah, so I kind of saw that, and I was like, wow. Like, I really fucking hope this isn't the direction other car companies are looking at. I hope so. I mean, we do have Apple producing a car, and you don't think Apple's going to fucking slam their car with fucking ads? Go buy the new iPhone. Go get your go get your AirPods. <laughs> I mean, Apple's dude, all I'm, about keeping their mo- money in house. I know I have an iPhone, but I can say the Apple ownership is a cult. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree. The moment I got on my iPhone and everything, I just got bombarded with a bunch of text messages from my friends and everything's like, oh, welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. I was like, it's like, did I just enter a call? Like, what the fuck just happened? One of exactly, us. Exactly. One That's exactly what happened. <laughs> Legit. And I'm like, I don't know if I should be happy or like okay with this. Do you feel like you belong, Manny? No. You're happier. I, I, I still have some complaints about the iPhone. Honestly. You need to buy more AirPods. I do. <laughs> I broke I broke mines at work actually. That's okay. Just talk to Siri. She'll get you some more. No, I just have to drive to a Best Buy. <laughs> yeah, no, it if Apple's gonna end up making a car, the way they like to keep everything in house and you can't really buy anything outsourced other than Apple stuff, like I wouldn't put it past them putting some ads and being like, Yeah, I fucking pay for an iTunes subscription and no, and this subscription and, you know, get your ads removed. No, especially since their software, like iOS systems are not open soft, open, open ba- source, open source, correct? Yeah, open source. Yeah. So it's going to be heavy hitted right there. But are they making progress on their car? I have not seen anything else come up as of yet. I hope they gave up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't remember exactly, but I think they were leaning in pretty heavy with hyundai because i could all i can already see all like the stupid videos of like moms like talking shit on their sons because they're crying and throwing a tantrum because they won't get the new iphone but now with the new car the new icar <laughs> have you seen those videos 
Which ones? Like kids, like oh, I want the new iPhones. Like it's like we just got this one. Like why do you want? It's like because it's brand new. I want it. It's like no, I ain't gonna get you. And they just get their phone and hammer, crush it, or throw it in a pool and shit just to force them to get the new iPhone and everything. Oh geez, no, I don't. No, I mean I I don't really dig through the rabbit hole of YouTube very often, Mm -hmm. but um, no, I don't think I've seen those. Okay. But all right, Manny, let's roll into our next headline. Next headline is Toyota's last hurrah. Yeah, so kind of keeping in line with my little uh, patents and rumors. <laughs> uh, You're a conspiracy theorist. In the car side, I guess, maybe a little bit. Maybe <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but uh, they actually submitted a patent for a twin-turbo V8. Huh. So, you know, with all the push going towards electric and everybody investing billions into it right now, it kind of made me a little happy to see this because it's kind of like maybe it's just exactly let's put just their last hurrah like now do you think toyota's actually going to utilize this in the toyota cars or it's just going to go towards lexus oh it's going towards lexus okay i, I there's no way they're putting it in, in a toyota car i mean toyota's getting back into the motorsport scene little you know little by little and i'm happy to I, see that I, I don't see it because don't if you remember they didn't want Toyota in the new racing games because they didn't want to be viewed as street racing cars. True, but with the developments of like the GT86 with the Supra, true. Given it's not a hundred percent Toyota, true. But the tuning of the chassis are there, right? At least that, <laughs> at least that much. We know damn for sure that the Supra is not a Toyota. <laughs> Part. I'm gonna say a quarter. Uh, well, all right, whatever. <laughs> But Lexus hasn't really stopped. No, and that has been like the key point towards Lexus that I've been enjoying with their developments, honestly. Oh, yeah, man. They make some sick cars for sure. I wish the LFA got more traction. More traction? Like more, like it actually became successful. Well, you know, they're kind of niche though too because they're still, you know, a fairly bulky luxury car you know what i mean but regardless if we didn't get the lfa they came out with some really good cars the isf we got the yeah. rcf and then uh, i'm trying to remember what else that came out super popular or just like on the sports side yeah no i mean all of their f-series cars are mm-hmm. awesome they're great that's why i think the twin turbo is going to go for that okay now Again, you know, who knows if we'll even get it in the, in the States. It seems to be the characteristics lately that they're dropping new cars and just not giving them to us <laughs> again. They're being greedy with us. They're being greedy. And uh, like I said, they're going to go towards Lexus. The only vehicle on Toyota's side I can see it going towards is a Tundra. but I can see it in a Tundra, and I was actually thinking about that right now. But I, I still kind of don't think so. I, I still think it's going to end up being a, uh, a Lexus engine. But, again, we'll see. This is something we're going to have to keep an eye on. But Mm -hmm. if it is a last hurrah, I really hope everybody else follows suit and just gives us one last great petrol engine before they go out. (laughs) At least give us the Supra and Emmanuel option. You got to take that up with BMW. Uh, That's true. That's true. true. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, with that, let's, uh, let's roll on to our next headline, Manny. And the Lightning McQueen returns. Minus the McQueen. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is the Ford F-150. So anybody that knows a little bit of the Lightning heritage, uh, back in, what is it, late 80s, early 90s, they had the no. Lightning pickup truck. I wouldn't say the late 80s. I'm going to say like more like Greek time with Lightning and Zeus. I can't with you right now, Manny. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So late 80s, like early 90s, I'm not sure 100% on the years. I probably should have looked it up, but they had the first Lightning Mm F-150s. Those had the 350 block in them. Mm -hmm. Awesome trucks. Uh, Later on, uh, they made the supercharged version of the Lightning. That would be the last gen, correct? That was the last generation they made, as yeah, as of right now. And uh, they made the four-door, the was that the crew cab? Oh, with the Harley-Davidson. The Harley-Davidson yeah. model, which was the same, essentially the same truck, same motor, just the the single cab was the Lightning. So what made it the Harley-Davidson edition then? Like, what Sponsorship, did they, probably. I don't really know. Like, what, what did they actually put in, like, from Harley-Davidson's side of technology into it? Um, you know, I think it's more the interior trim. That's stupid. So they got all the they got the supercharged motor, which made amazing, amazing power. But the interior trim was all done with like that kind of biker leather and nice stitching and whatnot. When I was a, when I was a little kid and always seeing those trucks, the the Harley Davidson Lightning trucks, I always thought to myself, like, did they really put a motorcycle engine to it? <laughs> <laughs> that was my idea when I was little. Yeah, yeah. And then it takes off and boogies like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but uh, so now with Ford going through their EV change, um, into the into the truck scene now, you know they're yes. trying to compete with uh, the Cybertruck, the Cybertruck, the Hummer, and I think the Silverado's coming out with one too now for electric. Really? Yep, I have not heard anything on that one yet. Um, I think I saw an article about it last week. I'll look it up and see if it's anything worth covering. Mm. But uh. With this coming out, they're deciding to re- resurrect the name and call their electric truck the Lightning. That's smart. That's super smart. And I was like, okay, clever. Fuck you for that billboard thing, but clever, <laughs> but clever. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of glad they did that. Sometimes they get things right, I guess. Um, I still think they fucked up with the Mach-E. Like the Mustang Mach-E, because mm. it just does a weird, you know, offshoot spin-off kind of thing, you know? And I think they should have took advantage and used the name Thunderbird. I can you, agree with that. You know, it's it's the because, car they already have. They don't make it no more. Because it doesn't I mean, yeah, they put the tail lights and the headlights from the Mustang onto the Mach-E and everything. But I don't know what it is about these car companies trying to like bring these iconic cars and making them into crossovers. Yeah, I could stand to lose the Thunderbird. Yeah. I, I get it's a class, you know, there's classics of it, blah, 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 blah. I would never really liked them. But if you're going to make an EV crossover, leave the Mustang alone and they should have just named it the Thunderbird. Right? That would have been cool. It would have been mm-hmm. clever. It would have been, you know, like the retro throwback. They could have still styled it similar to a Mustang, but just call it a Thunderbird. <laughs> not a Mustang. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's why I'm not a Ford marketing expert, I guess. Fuck them for their billboards. Uh, but all right. <laughs> all right, Manny, next one up, buddy. And then Genesis, the G70. Yes. Uh, have you seen the G70s? No. I Honestly, ever since um, 
the Genesis line branched off from the Hyundai, the Hyundai C, the Hyundai brand. I haven't actually got like, I never kept up with it. Okay, and I didn't know how Genesis was gonna go forward with breaking off from Hyundai. Okay, so the general idea was that they were gonna go towards uh, luxury sport. Luxury sport. Okay. Luxury sport. So I think they were trying to get into that class of Audi, BMW stuff. Mm. You know. So here is an example of the. Ooh, that actually looks nice. Yeah, that's the 2021 G70, and you know it. It's not obviously top of its class in power and whatnot, you know. But it does look nice. Yeah, but it's a sporty looking luxury, and it's pumping out um, 365 horsepower. That's not that bad. That's not bad at all. It's a nice little respectable one. It definitely would be a fun, like comfortable daily driver. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, depending on the way I, I argue, do like the the front grill, no buck tooth, no buck. You know what? Aesthetically, it looks miles better than the BMW <laughs> right now. <laughs> you know, the BMW will smoke it around a track, but you know that one makes it look good. <laughs> it does. It does. But uh, there is a new prototype coming for 2022. Hmm. And they're going to take this G70 and make it a wagon. Ooh, that would look nice. Yeah, I think it would look great. Just looking at the... That's a sedan, correct? That that's would, a sedan, yes. So just looking at it and just like picturing it as a wagon, that, that would look nice. Super nice. And you know me, I have a soft spot for wagons. Mm-hmm. I do too, especially with horses. That's motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so the G70 is offered in stick shift. And they expect this wagon to come in offered in stick shift. You hear that, Toyota? Take points. (laughs) I think that's fucking great. A 365 horsepower wagon stick shift that that looks that good? Man, sign me up. That is nice. Mm -hmm. Bravo. And then a big middle finger because it's not coming to North America. Oh, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> okay, we're, I'm seeing a trend now. Every every time we have an episode, we talk about a car that doesn't come to the U.S. I'm weaving the stories together, Manny. I'm weaving them together, <laughs> just like we did, or, uh, just like we did a few months ago. With like every episode was about an EV. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this one again is not coming to North America. Unfortunately, our market out here only buys crossovers and SUVs. Ah, they did the Mitsubishi Evo so bad. Uh, I mean, I don't even think that sold for being a crossover here. It, I don't think it did. I, I honestly could not tell you if I've even seen one on the road. I, maybe I have, and it's just so boring looking that I never paid it the time of day to look at what it was. Probably the only car that we've talked about that I've actually seen in person recently is the Mazda EV1. The Mazda EV. With uh, how we talked about that's going to have like a rotary, the rotary coming back as an extension for the EV cars. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they had it at the Okari event. Oh, okay. When I went for the first time. Yeah. Very cool. You should have took some pictures. The dude was leaving, so. Oh, okay. Chase him down, run in front of the car. He had the hood (laughs) open, the doors open, and I was like, what the... Like, what's so special about the car? And as he's leaving, and, they t- and I was like, so what's so special? I was like, and then they finally told me, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, you were fucking up, Manny. But, yeah, so this seems to be the market trend now. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we're not going to see fucking wagons here. They never sell. 
I mean, on well, you already heard it. If anybody listens back to, ooh, man, what was that episode? Like 10, 19? Possibly. It was early, early on. But uh, the reason I got the wagon we bought for such a good deal was because nobody fucking bought it, and it sat at the dealer for a year. <laughs> Brand new, and nobody bought it. Just sat at the dealer, and I went over there and said, hey, I'm probably one of the only guys that's going to come buy this wagon, so cut me a fucking deal, or I'll come back in two months, and you'll be more desperate. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to buy that fucking wagon. <laughs> Which is a nice wagon. I like it. I I. Just sitting, I've actually liked it. Yeah, it's it's comfortable. I like it. It has some power. It has room. You still need to put a blow off valve on it. <laughs> yes, it is turboed, so it is quiet. But yeah, I think a blow off valve would be pretty cool. You know, what is it two? I think it's like two seventy horsepower, two ninety pounds of torque. Throw a little blow off valve. I'll put an exhaust on there for the wife. She'll love it. <laughs> but yeah, so we're not getting it. No wagon love here in the states, and we're missing out on another one. I I just think like wagons just became outdated for the U.S. Um, after they stopped making like for like the American classic cars. I mean, we always had like the the Chevelle wagon and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think it just kind of became like a stigma of the grandpa car. You know yeah, what I mean? Like the grandpa family car. Yeah, yeah. And nobody wants that. They want more like small, compact lightweight and just like mobility and like uh mpg well i think more so than that because if they wanted that they hot hatches would be fucking popular as hell out here though i would say also with suvs people just went more towards suvs just bigger more spacious i was gonna say yeah in, in here in the states merca we want the fucking big the rumble the oversized and ridiculous suvs with the spinners and then when gas prices get really really high we're like well we'll compromise for a miniature version of the big bulky suv and that's how crossovers are born i still say they're stupid <laughs> why i i, I don't it's just see, a smaller SUV. i know i know but i don't see the appeal in crossovers i mean neither do i i i obviously i prefer a wagon over a crossover mm-hmm. i don't like them but they're uh, they're popular they're super appealing i think Every brand has to have at least a. It seems like every brand almost has a couple versions of them now, right? Yeah, and I think even the crossover with uh, GM and Honda coming, those are going to be crossovers too. Hmm. So, unfortunately, that's our market here, Manny. You'll be seeing more of them. Honestly, if I were to choose a wagon, it would probably be the Cadillac CTS wagon. CTS V, you mean? Yeah. Yes. Well, that's probably one of the ultimate wagons. Yes. <laughs> uh, the- I know. I know. Dodge has the the Magnum, which is the wagon, basically. But looks wise, it never appealed to me. It looks like someone stepped on a Tonka truck. If anything, it just looks like they just put a, they just got a Dodge Charger and put like a fucking camper on it. That's it. I can see that. Careful, you're you're crossing really dangerously close to making fun of your El Camino again. <laughs> I've, I, I'm not gonna lie. The other day, I did see an El Camino with a camper on it. Uh, yeah, it, as soon as you said that, I was like, "Oh fuck!" Then it's gonna start looking like the El Camino. <laughs> I did not like it. No, I Good. did not like it when Good. I saw it. Stay away. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a no no, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a tonal cover, but not a camper. 
I, I can approve I can approve the cover. All right, all right, maybe that at least. <laughs> all right, Manny, what else do we got, man? And then we do have now race car driver test. Oh, I oh, almost forgot we quiz. did that. The yeah. quiz we did. I almost forgot we did that. That's on the that's on the board. Okay, so this was like a fun quiz. Basically, it it was done by uh, How Stuff Works, and all it kind of did was kind of took what was it like 25 30 questions I didn't something like count. that i didn't i didn't even count but basically they try to ask you a bunch of different questions some of them did rack my brains a little bit a little bit but uh they try to take some questions and see like where your personality is with your style your car preferences your risk measurement your budget that you're willing to usually drop and spend for these kind of things mm-hmm and they try to assess to say, okay, here's the type of race car driving that you might be interested in, that you might like. Yeah. Basically. And, uh, you know, I thought like, okay, obviously none of this is probably super, super scientific, but it's just a fun thing we can kind of go through and discuss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Manny, what did you think about the questions? Uh, the most interesting question was the favorite celebrity driver. Okay. Great. I was like... Or was it celebrity driver or just fame or just? It was fame. I think they worded it as your famous, uh, your favorite race car driver, and one of them was uh, Paul Walker. Yes, <laughs> I think it was Paul Walker. They threw in James Dean. They threw in uh, Steve McQueen. James Bond. I don't think James Bond was in that. It was, was James in that Bond. One. Was it, it wasn't James Dean? No, I saw James Dean for sure. I saw James Bond in one of them. James Bond was with, uh, they were talking about his car. Ah, that's true. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, they were talking about his uh, Aston Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that was definitely one of those interesting questions. Um, there was one of the ones that I thought was kind of funny, like, how many sponsors are you willing to take on? Mm. And it said, like, you know, one or two, three four or five. Three you know, or so. Three or so. And then the last, qu- the last answer just said, as many as that'll fit on my body. <laughs> that was obviously a little crack towards NASCAR. <laughs> or crack towards uh, Ford with their billboards. Oh, man. Yeah, don't, don't get me back started on that. Don't get me back started on that. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was a fun little quiz. And uh, Manny, what type of racing did you end up with? I think it was stock car NASCAR. You were in stock car racing. So, do you know what stock car racing is? No. No. Okay, so maybe that's something you're going to have to look up, or we're, we'll look up and kind of give you a better explanation on I'm just, if it also uh, described NASCAR, I'm just thinking just like, just driving, not actual tactical and everything. Well, it, it's mostly circle, circle racing, basically. Okay. Yeah, so it's a lot of circle racing. It's not, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not like full road course um everybody tends to be obviously the same kind of setups Mm. you could actually find stock cars for fairly cheap like they're not a super expensive way to get in yeah um obviously you got a trailer that's kind of like the biggest expense of there most of them you're not going to be able to drive on the street yes but as far as racing goes, they're not super, super crazy to go around. Okay. But it's oval. It's oval racing. It's almost like a miniature form of NASCAR. Okay. So that's kind of what it went in. I think it knew you drove an El Camino, and it just kind of assumed. 
Okay. Yep. That's my new favorite jokes for you is all the El Camino jokes now. <laughs> uh, I, I can't recuperate from that. <laughs> That's right. We forgot to post on the Instagram story to get some participation for listener car roasts. Next week. Okay. We'll 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 post on the stories and we'll compile a little list together and we'll do some listener car roast next week. And uh for me, I got Formula One. Do you know what Formula One is? I know what Formula One is. <laughs> I, I have been watching a lot of their videos and a lot of their races lately. Just checking, man. <laughs> is I there mean, a Formula Two though? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if this was something I could actually attempt and just jump in one of these, that would be amazing, but I'd probably kill myself. You would. Because these things, you know, they have to be driven with pretty much full confidence, you know? You yes. can't You can't take corners on these too slow because then you're not going to have enough drag to keep your car planted to the ground. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't think that's one I can just jump into, but... Yeah, it's definitely one I would fucking love to try if I ever get to the driving skill that of that one day. And I can definitely see it because you're all about results and improvements, especially on numbers. Yes, I you know I'm a numbers guy, man. Yeah. Like I might not be the best at math in my head, but I deal with math every day. I'm pretty detailed with numbers, and you know usually when I'm out to the track, it's it's numbers. What am I doing today? <laughs> yeah, no, I can definitely see the resemblance. The resemblance? Yeah, like, for do you, I look like numbers. Yes, you do. <laughs> you look like the number eight. Oh, all right. Becoming round. I know. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I could definitely see it. I don't know if I'll ever get to the driving skills to be able to handle one of those, but it's probably one of... If, if I'm going to watch racing, I'm going to watch that, or I'm going to watch like global time attack stuff. You could always watch Fast and the Furious. I refuse. <laughs> I know this has come up a couple times in the podcast, but for any listeners that maybe hadn't caught it before or new to the show, I fucking hate Fast and the Furious. Uh, the only movie I could ever consider that was actually good was just Tokyo Drift. Any of the other movies I did not like. It, I I granted I did like them when I was little, but like over the as I got older and just like getting a little bit more involved in the car scene, I was like, these movies are shit. I mean, I was excited to see what it did for the car scene it did, yes. growing up and, it, you know, how it blew up. But it brought a lot of negative with it, too, and a lot of shit with it. <laughs> I, yes. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, the movies themselves are fucking terrible. They don't age well. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> but even what they did for the community, it had some good, like, okay, awesome. It kind of brought out and grew a community, actually grew some industry even into it. But Well, let's just hope... It, the community doesn't think that they can just easily go into space or just drop out of a plane in a full car. <laughs> I I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't like it. I I think there was a <laughs> so little story time tangent. It was about a couple years ago. I got hit up on uh, my Instagram by um by somebody who. I guess an acquaintance. We follow each other, just mm -hmm. general car-related friends, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he said, oh, I'm putting together, like, a car cruise. We're going to go up... Um, we're going to go up uh, Angeles Crest Highway and do some, you know, some canyon runs, and we're going to do this and do a cruise. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm down. Let's fucking go. And, uh, well, let me rephrase. He hit me up on Instagram saying that they're going up to, An 
uh, Los Angeles crests. Mm-hmm. And I was assuming we were going to do some canyon runs and do a fun cruise. So he sets you up a date, time to meet up, and we meet up, and there's like a fair amount of cars. They're not a whole ton, but a fair amount. We were, I was like, cool, smaller run groups are better anyways. I don't want to be around too much traffic or yeah. people that might be fucking idiots, you know? Yes. And um, I show up there, and he goes, oh, cool, let's do a quick, you know, powwow with everybody, you know, meet everybody, and then, you know, we'll, we'll discuss the, the route out there or whatever. And you know what the fuck the cruise was? To go see the Paul Walker site, and it will mind you, not even a scenic route, just take the freeway to go do that, and he wanted to take some pictures, and matter of fact, they invited that fucking... Um, Vin that, Diesel lookalike? Yeah, that... The Vin Diesel doppelganger. Yeah, yeah, they invited him, and I was kind of like, I was listening to this, and I'm like, I'm not fucking doing this shit, I just fucking left. <laughs> <laughs> Did they ever hit you up? I was like, why'd you leave? Oh no! It was, as soon as we go, he's like, he tapped me on the sh- on the back. He's, come on, dude, let's go. I'm like, no, I'm gonna go home. I thought we were doing a fucking highway cruise. Like, no, nah, man, for fucking, what did he say? He said for Paul. I'm like, for Paul. He's I'm like, no, no, I'm fucking going home, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot stand it. But all right, Manny, let's move on to our next thing. What, do we have any more bullet points? Uh, we did have some events that just happened recently that we attended. Yes. And one of the events was the Okari event that we went to, that I went to on their first weekend, and you went to their this just weekend that just passed, which was their second weekend. Yes. And if anybody doesn't remember from last week's episode, we had Mark on as a special guest, and he did tell us about the Okari event. Okari is like the Japanese term of like, welcome back. So basically, they're trying to say welcome back because everybody's tired, everybody want, is bored, this whole pandemic's made people just stay home most of the time. So this is like a little homage to like get people to come back into car events. And they try to and make it... anime events. In anime events, especially too, because yeah. they wanted to make this like look like a little convention style, mm-hmm. which I can see it a little bit. It's just kind of weird, especially since it's like in the shopping plaza for Anaheim Garden Walk. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And what's nice, though, is that it's a full collective. It's not... Yes. So uh, how do you pronounce it again, Manny? Okari. Okari. So it's not like there is one page or something for Okari and they're the organizer. This mm-hmm. is kind of a collective of small vendors and small community organizers for mm-hmm. cars and anime. Definitely. And they organize this together and they're doing it the whole month long, which yes. is awesome. That's fucking great. You know, it gives everybody an opportunity sometime this month to go out there to kind of get back a little taste back into what we what we've been missing out for this past Definitely. year and when i went on the previous weekend it was also the same weekend as uh sunday car social and uh from what i and this was my first cars and coffee at sunday car social uh from what i gathered it's like once a month they do it in anaheim and since it was the fir- also the first weekend for a guy they also collabed with them so that if anybody so that if anybody wanted to uh basically cruise over all together to the second location, which is where the Okari event is, basically they would just go over there, get people to go on, check out the event, or everything, um, and just hang out and chill out and just enjoy themselves. Yeah, it the Sunday car social event was actually pretty nice. From what our buddy Leo told us, it was just mainly like more like a JDM classic car cars and coffee, but they're not they don't gatekeep. They let other uh, regions come into this play. So I went in the El Camino, 
because it's a classic car causing coffee. But even though I wasn't JDM, I still went just to have fun, honestly. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. It was such a chill environment with everybody, all the classic cars and from the JDM side that we usually don't get to see much often. And it was overall really fun. I mean, I got more attention in the El Camino than I did at like Arc Movement's events. Uh, no offense to Arc Movement, but I got more attention, and that and that actually made me happy that I was driving the El Camino. Yeah, well, I mean, that's if it's more classic JDM, it's classic in general. Yeah, they're gonna appreciate classics. Yeah, yeah, and some of the most interesting cars that I saw was just like the lines ups, uh, the lineups of like two forties, two eighty Zs, and everything. And I think there was quite a few FDs. Some of them were really nice looking and everything. And the older versions of the S2Ks, the X, the S600s. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so those were really nice. Yeah, and those those are rare to see. Yeah, there was, there was quite a few there too. So that was very interesting to just seeing everything. One funny story is that this dude came in in a, I think it was a Datsun. I can't remember what model it was, but it was an older one convertible uh, it was just an old man with a son in the passenger seat and they find a since the car is just really small they were able to fit themselves in a very small place just because they couldn't find parking and as he's trying to go backwards you just hear a clink 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 oh no so you know how the rear shocks are angled yeah so one of the rear shocks was on the floor, and as he was reversing, it was fighting like if it was going to pole vault as he was trying to reverse. Ooh. He knew, apparently the owner knew, but he just gave no fucks about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, a shock's not going to pole vault the car. I know, but... <laughs> I know. but the fact that the, the shock is detached from the car and just like dragging on the floor. Low life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, the springs will probably hold it, but yeah. still yikes <laughs> yeah but the way it was trying to like fight off the floor it looked like it wanted to pole vault a little bit oh no but that, that was like really interesting yeah i mean after that we went to the garden walk area which was like the same parking garage where we went to arc movement for their show for the autism awareness event and just like every other time just a bunch of old timers just like checking out the camino just tell me hey nice car hey nice car yeah i had this really funny moment after we left the first location, which was at the Cars and Coffee location, we actually went to, we started driving. Right in front of me was our, one of our buddies. Uh, I don't think you know him too much. His name is Adam. He has an FD yellow. And then in front of, and then behind him was another FD. And then behind that FD was a Miata, the newer ones with like a wide body kit and everything. Oh, nice. So I'm behind them. As we're like caravanning to the second location. Yeah. One of these things are not like the other. Yes. <laughs> Most definitely. And this dude had this, as we're driving, this dude stops in the middle of traffic because we're in the left turn lane waiting for the signal so we can turn left. This dude stops in the middle of traffic in a classic, um, I want to say Chevy or Ford, like the more heavy duty vans, van trucks. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And he just stops, even though he had traffic behind him. He's like, hey, man, out of all these cars, you have the best one. And he just takes off. <laughs> I, I, like, that, that actually made my day a little bit, honestly. And, yeah, once we got to Akari, we just chilled there and everything, checked out more of the Anaheim Garden Walk area and everything, because didn't, we didn't get the chance to explore last time we went. 
So I was able to check out all the shops and everything. We went to go check out like the the little exhibit hall area that you probably checked out as well for yeah. the event. And it was cool seeing some of the vendors that we knew there, like Joe Applesauce. Yep. And a few others. And yeah, I mean, it was just a fun weekend. I don't, um, how was your experience over this weekend? So I actually went on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So that was like Mother's Day. It was empty. <laughs> I, I went on Monday. I went on Sunday as well. Okay. Well, I guess since it was Mother's Day, it was just empty, empty. I uh, believe there was only, at least as far as like the Otash, um, <laughs> the Itasha, like Weeb car area, there was only like one, maybe like 12 cars or so, 10 or 12 cars, somewhere around <laughs> there. And uh, the exhibit hall area was a little bit empty, but that's, that's fine. You know, we were just there to kind of check it out and kind of enjoy the rest of the Sunday, right? Yeah. So we, um, after we parked, we came down and check it out. Uh, I had Koro with me, so that was kind of just some more social training for him. Did he bark at anybody? Nope, 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 nope. Nobody came up and tried to run up on him while I wasn't looking. <laughs> so we didn't really stay too long, and that was that was kind of it. So I do plan to go back one more time, hopefully on a busier day. Eh, I mean, it wasn't really that busy for us on a Sunday as well. And I think the reason, I don't, I don't even think we're going to see it busy as you would expect on an actual event, mainly because it's a month-long event. Yeah, everybody's kind of spread out and mm-hmm. who knows when, what crowds are going to be there, what vendors are going to be there, what weekend. And- mm-hmm. Because if I remember, there was a number of event of vendors that didn't show up the first weekend that we went, especially on Sunday, because of another event that was happening at the same time. Okay, okay, yeah. I don't remember what event it was, but yeah, so... The kind of the vendor hall was kind of empty a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, the good thing is that if you go, you know, a couple times to the event, you might see a variety of vendors each time Mm -hmm. with no crowd. (laughs) Although I did enjoy that we didn't didn't have to park in the roof because I did not want to deal with that heat. That's true. That's true. Yeah, the heat would have sucked right now. Yeah. But yeah, I I had fun. I'm planning to go back. I'll see if I can make time maybe this upcoming weekend to go back again. I'm down to go again. I'll just have to, just to check my schedule again on this weekend, if not for the last weekend. Absolutely. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be reposting the flyer for them again, so keep an eye out on the page if you want more information or the address. Right? Yeah. Just hit us up. We'll send you the info. Cool. And uh, I saw you have a, you know, you wanted to do a little update, I guess, to your build going on. Ah, yes. Uh, so... One that was at the Okari event, our one of our buddies showed up, and it was his name is Alex, and he drives an FD, FC RX7 with a 5.0 swap. Yes, you've mentioned him. Mm-hmm. So he finally showed up, and we've been going back and forth on IG messaging, you know, about my plans for the El Camino and everything. And so this was a very good opportunity, especially since this was his first time actually seeing the El Camino in person. And he was the one that I was talking to the most about helping me redo the wiring in the El Camino. So after we looked over the whole car and everything, we we just started talking more about stuff. He pointed out stuff that I didn't know about the car. And so that was just very insightful of him for helping me learn more about the car, especially. And it's gotten to a point where now I've just pulled the plug and I've just purchased... And put on special order for a painless wire harness kit. 
Oh, nice. Oh, you went with Painless. Yeah, I went with Painless. Nice. That's the same one I have on the Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, I originally, I was going to go with um, just GM Universal 18 circuit board uh, wire harness. But when I went to JNM Speed Center, I just told him, I was like, oh, I'm just looking at this. It's like, well, what's the model you're um, making car of your car and everything? I was like, this and this. Well, I can probably find one to see if they have a painless wire harness. Because, I mean, if you can find one, because I've been having a hard time trying to find one. Um, and yeah, he sure enough, he just took a few minutes, looked over and stuff, did some research, and yeah, he found one. Much more expensive, but long term wise, I pulled the plug and went for it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, painless kits are known for being pretty good. Mm-hmm. And well, at least in your case, you never have to worry about smog. So the kit itself is pretty much meant for very easy motor swaps a lot oh, yeah. of times, you know? Unfortunately, the painless kit in my car is also meant for motor swaps. <laughs> no, mine was uh, specifically for the year making model of the car. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah. So I, I guess there's like a separate category for painless wire harness kits when it comes to like classic cars, like for the specific year and everything, which was weird because um, Jane and Pete Spinner did have a painless wire harness kit or like not, I wouldn't say painless, but they did have a wire harness complete kit. For El Camino 69 and uh, newer, but my, uh, I'm a 68, so I couldn't fall in that category. And that's what I told him, so that's when he went and did his research to find one for me. Ah, uh, okay. The Universal G18 uh, Circuit one was around $400. So when he told me the price, I like, shit, it is a prick jump because it's $1,000 right there. And... Probably the other difference was, I think this, if I'm correct, he said it was a 20 circuit, 26 circuit. Okay. So just more in case in the future, I want to add more stuff to it. Which I, then I thought about, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. So I went with it, pulled the plug, even though it was outside of, it went more than what I was expecting to spend. I was like, fuck it. All right. Nice. Hell yeah. So I'm just going to wait for that. Uh, finally uh, pick up some turn signal light housings and a bunch of other stuff that I'm missing on the El Camino. And just basically reevaluate the situation with our buddy Alex and see what he can do with helping me. Sweet. And then the EFI conversion can finally happen. Yes. Yes. I did love how he mentioned that once we were leaving together, I started the car, started up on the first try and everything. And he was like, dude, sounds healthy. There you go. As long as this doesn't hold you back at the track, I'm all <laughs> this for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear no excuses come June. I'm not going to track the El Camino. I'm not saying you have to track the, Cal- uh, the El Camino okay. right now. That's what I I'm thought you were saying. As long as it doesn't hold you up from going to the track. I don't know, man. I just spent all this money. I was like, <laughs> I, you know, that's what I was cycling in my head right now. I'm like, this motherfucker better not be setting me up. <laughs> <laughs> Drive his ass back to J&M. We need a return. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm just waiting for them to give me the call because it wasn't on special order. So just waiting for the call and just go from there. There you go. All right. Well, I think with that, Manny, let's call this an episode. Definitely. Why don't you tell the people where they can find us? You can definitely find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a website, UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, leave a review anywhere you're listening to this podcast, especially iTunes. Like I said, they give preference to them. Bullshit. Um, If you have any questions, want to send an unaccepted rev, you can email us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see everybody next Wednesday. Johnny.